Hey there, listeners! Welcome Hey-o. to Rhapsody and Reverie! Alright, who are we talking about this week? Uh, I believe we are talking about... Ooh, this is a good one! Um, Walk the Moon, one of my favorite bands from my collegiate days of yesteryear. I like how you like paused and made it th- look like you <laughs> had to think about it, even <laughs> though we've been talking about... <laughs> We have a plan, guys. We thought about <laughs> this. We thought it through. There's a schedule. There's, there's a set schedule. But but yeah, I know it's a walk the moon, great band. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, it is a, it's a band from our collegiate yesteryears, as you so eloquently put it. <laughs> that was uh, so long ago. Yeah. Yes. Oh boy. Um, All what two years ago? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, but yeah, that is definitely a walk the moon is definitely a band that I very strongly associate with college. Specifically, our first year of college. Interesting. I, I don't associate them with college until about the second or third year. That's fair. Because only because I didn't really know who they were until I saw them live. Yeah. Which makes no sense. But they opened for Panic at the Disco, one year. Uh, for their, for their gospel tour. Yeah. I think. Did we see that yeah. together, or did we see? No, that you were. You were out of town. You were in California. Yes. And I went with Jane. Yes, and I went with my yeah. friend Taylor. Mm-hmm. In California. Yeah. Like, we went to Penn's Landing, and I remember she was telling me about them, and I was like, I have no idea who this band is. And she's like, oh, yes, you do. You've heard at least two songs from them, but you don't know it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's aus- an auspicious start. But no, it was, she was she was right. I, I did indeed know two songs from them, and I didn't know it was them. It was Tightrope and Anna Sun, and everybody knows Tightrope, because I think it was in a laptop commercial. <laughs> yeah, it got big, like, radio play, and was on some commercial, probably multiple. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely, that's actually not the first song that i heard of theirs i can't really remember the first song of theirs that i heard Mm. i think my earliest memory of them is seeing them live in concert Mm -hmm. now that i now that i actually think about it and the one song that stuck out to me at the time hadn't even been released yet they played it and were like hey this is a new song that's going to be coming out on our next album, and we hope you like it. No one's ever heard it before. And they played it, and it was Shut Up and Dance. Oh, an anthem. An anthem, 
and I remember <laughs> they played it live, and it was so good, and mm-hmm. it obviously made me want to dance. Like, no one was watching, even though I was in a very public place. <laughs> and I loved it so much. And I think I think I want to say it was one of the, like, first songs that they played that night, too. So, like, it really okay. kicked off the night. And, like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, I'm totally hooked on this band. And that's when I, like, went back and started listening to their other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think after Shut Up and Dance, it was Shiver Shiver that okay. really that I really, really liked. That one's really good. I feel like, to me, weirdly enough, because after that concert, yeah, I went back and I listened to them, and I was like, oh, awesome, they're so good. I came away with Anna Sun being a renewed favorite. I associate that song with definitely being in the summer and, and having wild... Crazy Tris. I don't know. None of that actually happened to me, but I, <laughs> I, I associate that song definitely with that with the summer that followed that concert, because that song was on repeat a lot. <laughs> and I love that we associate the band with being in college, because the the band got started in college, founded by Nick Petrica, I think that's the lead singer, and he founded it in college. He actually says. Quote, unquote, it's about college, about maintaining that little bit of being a kid. Don't be afraid to play, which he's uh, being quoted when they wrote about the song Anna Sun. So, ha, justified feeling of <laughs> it being a fun college song, because it is. That's kind of wild that mm. it has that link, you know, to our lives. Of it. Yeah. It's just like... It was so important for us in our college career, and it happens to be a college song, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. But honestly, I think what we really should talk about is Talking Mm -hmm. is Hard. Because I don't know about you, but like that's the album that like I could not get enough of. And mm-hmm. when I think about Walk the Moon, I think about all the songs on Talking is Hard. Would you think that for you, that that was where you got your real first impressions of them as artists? Oh, definitely. I think Talking is Hard really sort of solidified who they were as a band for me. Okay. Because I was actually just thinking about this earlier as I was listening through their discography in preparation for this. And I think their first record sounds, it sounds like a good first record for an indie band, for an alternative band. Um, mm-hmm. But Talking is Hard really has a unique footprint. And it's them differentiating themselves from a lot of other bands that make similar kinds of music. How so? Well, I don't know. I think. I think maybe it has a lot to do with just the um, kind of what we were talking about in our Fallout Boy episode, where mm-hmm. it's this good balance between experimentation and cohesion. There are a lot of newer sounds that they play with on Talking is Hard that weren't necessarily there on their first record. Like you have a song like Portugal, which is... Mm which is cool because it has this sort of almost European feel to it. 
hence mm-hmm. the name, but also um, still sounds like a Walk the Moon song. And then you've got Work This Body, yeah. which is a, a gym jam. Exactly. You have Work This Body, <laughs> which is a lot more, it's, it's a lot more frantic, it's a lot more um, experimental, mm-hmm. and just different for them, but it all still works. Like, each song sounds like it blends together. And I think that really impressed me when I listened to the record for the first time. And that's why it really, really stuck with me. And honestly, really sort of, like, embedded itself into my brain and associated itself with that year. Like, Mm because I listened to all these songs on repeat for months. Oh, yeah. Like... 2014, 2015, this was... This was the record for us. Yeah, like, this was at least top five, at least. Yeah. Um, if not the number one. Yeah, I I was in love with the song Aquaman. Like mm. I listened to it to the point of obsession. It's this adorable like '80s song. It honestly reminds me of "Kiss the Girl" from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> like it, it just has this sort of like dreamy underwater quality yeah um and it's just sweet and cute it's a simple love song but it's just really well done and then come under the covers is also another one that's just like it's a little heartbreaking but also just Mm -hmm. really beautiful and just sweet and portugal again like i love portugal i think it's such a good song Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think, honestly, that album is so interesting because you're right. It is such a fluid album where they're all different, but they all blend together. Like, it is a very cohesive album, which you don't, in my opinion, you don't see a lot of where all the songs fit perfectly together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all the, all the songs on Talking is Hard belonged there. I, I don't remember if I'm quoting this right. But I I know they mentioned in some interview that they held off on releasing some songs on their first album and then perfected them for Talking is Hard. And what a great decision. Honestly, I love it when bands sit on songs Mm -hmm. and they're like, it's not ready yet. It's not ready for the world. Yeah. Because then you get magnum opuses like this. This album is very, very good. Yeah. It's, It's so good. It takes a lot of maturity to be able to self edit like that you know mm-hmm. as like for any artist not even just music just like somebody that is creative you can get attached to your own work and it can be hard to sort of take yourself out of the emotional attachment you have to something and say wait a minute i need to think about if this is going to work with the rest of what i'm trying to do and mm-hmm. I think a lot of artists get sort of trapped in having a song that they're attached to and being like, oh, I really love this song. And so they put it on a project anyway, even though it really doesn't fit. And yeah, you're right. Walk the Moon doesn't do that here. Every song on Talking is Hard makes mm-hmm. sense. Like from start to finish, it all just works. Like going from different colors, the first track into Sidekick, the second track, like, it's just such a seamless transition in terms of the, like, instrumentation of those songs. 
it's a similar vibe. Like, I can't get over how well they put together this album. Because even yeah. just, like, the order of it, like, it all just works. Oh, yeah. Different Colors was such a good start to it. And, I mean, the closing with Aquaman, which was just this slow, beautiful anthem. Aquaman couldn't have gone anywhere else on that record. No, but the end. Yeah. That's a, that was a final... That was an end song. So what was your favorite song off that album? My favorite song? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with Aquaman. Honestly, I think, like, there are a lot of songs on this album that I could name as being a contender for my favorite, but if I'm just going based on the song that I've repeated the most, yeah, I, it has to be Aquaman. I listened to that song to no end i still i it's on one of my like playlists that i listen to a lot of times to like wind down before bed i mm-hmm. still listen to that song and every time i'm just like it's so cute <laughs> it is it is cute it's romantic and you know what it it makes me think of like a high school prom yeah at the end of an 80s film really- where like the the two quirky heroes have found each other and they're slow dancing in the gym and the balloons are everywhere like the prom is basically over but it's the end of the movie like ah, this is not how 16 candles ended at all but it reminds me of 16 candles that is exactly how i feel about that song it was made to be played at 80s proms even though it's 2014 when that song came out that's a that's such a beautiful song and something i I love about them in general, especially on this album, but about them in general as a band, is that they're so happy. Yeah. And and all of their all of their music is really life affirming. It's very much about celebrating the joyous part of the human experience in even in the ugly bits and even in the weird uncomfortable bits, but especially like glorifying things like passion and frolic and and being alive in general. I think that's unusual in terms of alternative. I hear way more sad music from alternative bands. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with you on that point. I think cynicism can be pretty easy when it comes to alternative music. Mm-hmm. Or at least it seems to come easily when yeah. you get like artists and bands and stuff making music, but... Yeah, Walk the Moon's always been uh, much more positive. Well, I hesitate to say positive just because, like, they do sing about, like, not positive things, but sometimes. Yeah, but I feel like at the same time, nine times out of ten, if you listen to Walk the Moon, you're going to feel good. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to want to dance. Yeah, they approach life with an optimism that I don't think all bands do, and that's refreshing optimism is refreshing you're just happy to be happy you're happy to be alive when you listen to walk the moon or at least i have found that to be the case yeah like listening to a song like work this body you know yes i used to play that in the gym for a while when i was really dedicated to the elliptical (laughs) i would play that song that is a great elliptical (laughs) song right that or the treadmill if i used the treadmill (laughs) Like, sadly, when I started getting more into swimming, obviously, I couldn't listen to music anymore. Mm. But that is such a good song to play in the gym, because it's like, I'm going to work this body. I'm going to have some fun doing it. And 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show all of you up at the end of the day. Ha ha. Like, it's such a good song. And like, yeah, it's about standing up to like other parts. Like, it's not a physical thing necessarily. Like, it's more about doing work on yourself in general, Mm -hmm. like spiritually and physically, which is such a good motivating thing to tell people work on yourself and be happy with who you are and and like be the best person that you can be i love that (laughs) yeah it's great yeah but yeah what's your favorite song that's hard um that's especially with this album it's really hard i really love come under the covers oh it's so good that hook where it's like come under the covers i want to see you satisfied Mm -hmm. like i love that that's so saucy it's so (laughs) Like it's beautiful, but also wink wink. No, um I I love that song. I love Portugal also. Portugal is really unique, I think, in terms of how they play with the synth and in how they play with sound in general. Mm-hmm. That's that's such a good song. So it's a tie between Portugal and Come Under the Covers. Yeah. Both are both are really good choices. Portugal's such a good song. Yeah, it is. I can't <laughs> they're also yeah. good. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Like, Aquaman might be my favorite, but I think Portugal, like, is probably the best song on that album. It's the most interesting, I think. Like, the obvious one is Shut Up and Dance. That's such a good dance anthem. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it's so wonderful. But at the same time, Portugal, I think, has the most... I don't want to say the work put into it, because they're all obviously... all Work was put into all of them. But it's the most complex. Yeah. Adrian and me, you may have slept on this, but they put out a third album in November of 2017. Yeah, I don't know why and, I slept uh, on shame, this. Sh- shame on us for not realizing it, because I heard One Foot on the radio every day for like three months, mm-hmm. and I know in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, good, more Walk the Moon. When's their album coming out? To be fair, this album came out last year and last year was filled with Hard. a lot of things related to <laughs> being seniors in college so yeah we were we were distracted yeah but honestly it i i took the time mm-hmm. and i was impressed me too i was really impressed yeah here's what i like about this album <laughs> i'm just do, I'm, do tell i'm gonna do just tell. lay it all out right here do. i like this album because it is so weird. Like, <laughs> like no, this is what... <laughs> no, okay, they, go, go, go. They, go. Take, Do they go take a lot of risks on this album. Yeah, it's they do. light years beyond what Talking His Heart was. And they, oh, yeah. they take the experimentation that they began on Talking His Heart, they take it to the next stratosphere with what if nothing 
they experiment with different styles. They sort of pay homage to different artists in unique ways. And for that, I was Mm -hmm. really sort of surprised and impressed because I think after hearing Talking is Hard, I guess I kind of expected them to just release another album that sort of continued in that vein. But this one seemed like a... It seemed like a good progression into something new while also keeping one foot in who they were. Yeah, I agree. Like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, it sounds new, but I still definitely... Like, this sounds reminiscent almost of Talking is Hard without sounding too much like Talking is Hard. I was so happy. It was weird and, and crazy. Their lyrics were more personal. Like, if you listen to just mm-hmm. the lyrics, they were, they were much more, I don't want to say more sincere, but they felt closer to home, like, much more mm-hmm. solid, you know? While as if you just paid attention to the sound of it, it was incredible. It was mountains above what Talking is Hard was. Like, Talking is Hard is a great album. When you listen to it, it's got a solid alternative sound. It's got, you know, apart from, like, the synth, it's mostly, you know, guitars, bass, drums, whatever. This one was just everywhere. Synths, electronics, the producers they got on this were incredible. Specifically, there's one song, um, Sound of Awakening. That song. Oh, That song is honestly, like, when it started, I was like, this is, like, Imogen Heap status hide and seek can i be real can i be real for a second i was like once phil collins coming on (laughs) that's real no i thought it sounded like (laughs) it sounded like in the air tonight okay i was like i'm ready for the epic drums yeah no well like it does have (laughs) in the air tonight and hide and seek like qualities that sort of haunting vocal it's always really cool to hear artists experiment with that because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And then Sound of Awakening just like spirals into something that I can't even describe. Like sonically, it just the the production of that song is just so weird to me that it's it's just really cool. And I did not expect that to come from Walk the Moon. Because I loved Talking is Hard so much and really identified Mm -hmm. with the sound of Talking is Hard, that sound was what I was going into listening to this album with. And I guess that's what I expected. And so to hear something like The Sound of Awakening, I was like, oh my god, what universe have I stepped into? This is crazy. Even from Press Restart, which was the first Mm -hmm. song on the album, I was like, what? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, right out the gate, it's just like, this is something completely new. Yeah. Headphones happened, and I was like, okay, we're definitely we're definitely somewhere else. And then one foot happened, and I was like, oh, we're back to the familiar. Okay. Yeah. And then it just went back, went right back to being the glorious weirdness that it was. I love it when bands mature and change their sound. Because, like, the more things change again, the more they stay the same. And at the heart, this is Walk the Moon growing up. 
honestly, I feel like the reason why this album sounds so mature, honestly, probably mm-hmm. has a lot to do with just where we are as a society okay. in this current time. Regardless of how you feel about what's happening in the world, I think that we can all agree that a lot of things have happened that have sort of made people sort of really have to think introspectively about their life and the way they live and what they believe in. And I think you can hear that reflected in What If Nothing. I agree. To to an, to an extent, I agree. This Walk the Moon album for me really sounded like was somebody that is reflecting on their experiences in a new way. Which I think is really cool and is important because, again, you want an Mm. artist to grow and mature and change. And I think this album is a big testament to that, like you said. Like, it's definitely a more mature sound. I mean, we all do this in our lives. We all look at things in new ways. And the beauty of music is that these artists are able to encapsulate that within the songs that they create and really find a way to express those feelings that you don't really know how to communicate and i think again like a big to me this album was both reflective but i guess okay because my my point originally was that like i loved how experimental this album was but maybe in order to be reflective on life and where you stand in it and and where you stand with people in your life you have to be more experimental with it you have to go outside the box you have to push yourself and and the sound to 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 see where you are and where you fit in everything so i don't know i i i just loved how this album was so so experimental and so out of the box at least in terms of of sound like i thought this was a beautiful weird weird album yeah. Because I think it's just like, I mean, you hear it a lot when you um, learn about important, influential people in the world that have done these crazy great things. And they all Mm -hmm. always say that you have to just like try as much as you can doing different things and pushing the envelope and not being afraid of failing at something and just doing things. So yeah, I think experimentation is a really integral part of just like living and growing yeah. and changing. And with this album, I think it's Walk the Moon doing that with their music. Would Would you say that they shot for the moon, and at least they're walking among the stars? Would you say that? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I need you. To step away from the microphone, walk out of the room, <laughs> and never come back. <laughs> Shoot for the moon, even if you miss. Leave now. <laughs> okay, so favorite song from What If Nothing? I really like headphones. I knew you would. Feels good to be high is also dope. All I Want okay. is also dope. And Sound of Awakening is a mind bender. Yeah, that's a good song to meditate to, probably. Yes, but also no. I feel like if I tried to meditate to that song, I'd just like <laughs> get so lost in it. 
I'd be like, my mind would just start spinning of like, how did they even do this? <laughs> and it'd completely take me out right. of my meditation. I think for me, I loved press restart. I don't know why. It was such a strong punch mm-hmm. in the face for like the first song on the album. For yeah. me at least. I loved it. I really liked Tiger Teeth. Yeah, that's a good one too. The first time I heard it, I was driving alone on the highway and the sun was shining. It was it was like five o'clock in the afternoon, so it was like mm-hmm. that nice golden hour. And it just felt really good. It felt really nice to drive around to that song. I don't know. I'm gonna concur with you on Sound of Awakening. It's just so weird. It's so weird and so it's so good. It's memorable. And I wanna say I really liked All I Want a mm-hmm. lot too. Oh, I'm gonna give an honorable mention to a song that is on an EP they did. Okay. It is Any Way I Can off their Tightrope EP. Okay. That song is also really good and sweet. It's literally just a song about a guy really, really wanting a girl and wanting to get her back in any way he can. And it's cute and it's adorable. And I think it's one of the songs that I also really sort of dug and it really stuck out to me and was on repeat for a while and got me into them leading into waiting for the release of Talking is Hard. I wanna I wanna give a shout out then to an uh, to my honorable mention. I can. I was just car. thinking about that song. <laughs> that, that song. It sounds like it would be weird. It sounds like it would make no sense. But boy, if that song didn't get me inspired when I first heard it, like the first time I ever heard it was when I saw them live for the first time. And in that moment, I just felt very powerful and yet at one with the universe. Like. I can do anything I want. I can lift a car. I can I can be the best me that there is to be. Yeah, I love it's this. a weirdly <laughs> specific example of something to be able to do. Like, of all the things, I can yeah. do anything. Yeah. I can lift a car. Specifically, a car. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was yeah. very strange. Yeah, it's I cool. It. I loved it. I love the whole overall aesthetic mm-hmm. of Walk the Moon, honestly. Yeah. The cool thing about that song, too, is just, like, listening to it for the first time live and then, like, singing it, you start to, like, start thinking to yourself, like, yeah, I could lift a car. That is something I want to be able to do. <laughs> you, you, could, you could really screw yourself up and end up going out, I'm going to lift it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Like, it's, it's so cool. And, I mean, if you think about it in terms of love, like, not to get too sappy, there is that whole the whole thing where, like, oh, a mother, if her child's in danger, could mm-hmm. lift a car to save her kid. Like, only a mother's love could do that. And that's a beautiful thing. Because they're basically insinuating that the love you have for yourself is enough to lift your own personal metaphorical car. Whatever that's, that That's beautiful, be. actually. Uh, <laughs> that's what I got from it. I realize how it's... No, I mean, <laughs> you're right, though. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a beautiful song, and I liked it. And that, that song really puts you in the moment. Because sometimes when it comes to concerts and, and when it comes to albums, mm-hmm. I'm not in the moment. Like, if you don't have me 100% of the time, I'm gone mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I, I'm, I'm somewhere else. Um, but that song is a very much... I felt very present and aware of being in my body at yeah. that moment. <laughs> if that's... No, I totally get it. I don't know. But it was a very much be aware of where you are, when you are, 
and mm-hmm. love it. That's what that's what Walk the Moon yeah. does for me. Personally. Yeah, Walk the Moon's all about just really loving yourself and being present yeah. with yourself. I think that's why my our sophomore year and junior year yeah. is there. The pre- yeah, because the we were in college for five years. <laughs> um, but don't remind me. <laughs> Thank you, college college name. Yeah. <laughs> You can Google but us. You'll um, find out. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like I always look back on those the sophomore and, or second and third year of college really positively, and it probably has something to do with yeah their songs and seeing them live. So for me, I had just finished my first internship, mm-hmm. and I was in I was like in college. I was taking those college classes and I was kind of unsure and my my internship had been working with a lot of Alzheimer's patients it was it was kind of like I don't want to call it memory therapy because it really wasn't but it was it, it was helping them leave behind a record for their families of their favorite memories and their their life experiences so to come out of that internship and then go into my first real college class of that semester and then to hear walk the moon was a very interesting progression in terms of life-affirming moments. Because I was really doubting myself and my position in college at the time. Mm -hmm. And part of why I felt so positive during my sophomore slash pre-junior year about, like, what I was, where where I was going in terms of college, I attribute to them. So I I attribute it to, like, yeah, I got off where I'm doing the right thing here. Because after I got off work, I wasn't sure, like, am I in the right path? And then Walk the Moon was like, yeah, love yourself. <laughs> that that was kind of rambly. Yeah, no. But you get I my think point. that's beautiful. You needed them, and they were able to help you take ownership of your life and be like, yeah, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to kill it and live my life. And that's yeah. that's what you needed. Yeah, because I, I had just changed my major. Like, my job had just convinced me, you need to change your major. And then I was like, oh... Oh no. Oh no, baby. What is you doing? <laughs> and then I heard Walk the Moon. I was like, you're doing okay. Just be in the moment. Things will come out of it. And I was like, yeah, I will. Yeah, it can be scary <laughs> to like face but, that. But when you have an artist like yeah. Walk the Moon with you, it makes it easier to live. You're, you're, walk, you're walking on the moon. Side by side. On <laughs> the moon. <laughs> All right. With that note... <laughs> Yeah, I like how all of these musicians were needed for us at some point. I like that. I like this trend of talking about musicians that we need. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think for me, I've, the way I've always viewed music has been in that vein. A lot of the music I listen to Mm -hmm. and love was because I needed it to express feelings that I didn't understand in myself yet. And so when I say I love an artist and this is an artist that I love it's because they were able to Mm -hmm. speak for me when I didn't know how to speak for myself so yeah I think that Walk the Moon for you and for me was an artist that we needed to remind us that we're we're in college and we were living our lives and we're doing great things I think we needed that reminder, and Walk the Moon was there for us. Thank you, Walk the Moon. Thank you, Walk the Moon, for 
thank you for lifting us into the sky. All right. Yeah. <sighs> On that note. that note, we should wrap up. <laughs> I think it was a good talk. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um. Yeah. That was Walk so the that Moon. Was, that was Walk the That's Moon. That's why we love them. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope that you will tune in again next week. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Rhapsody Podcast. And subscribe to our RSS feed so you can get our podcast and get notified. Leave us a comment. Tell us what your favorite Walk the Moon song is. We want an open discussion. We want to talk. So talk to us. (laughs) Yeah. All we want to do is talk. All I want to do is talk. That's all we're doing is talking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's been fun. Thanks again for tuning in. And all I want for you to do (laughs) is have a good day and come back next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)